normal day of school, but it's really anything but at East High School and Strong Vincent High School in Erie, Pennsylvania. Not only is it the last day of school before summer, but it's the last day of high school, period. When school resumes in the fall, there'll be middle schools. When the underclassmen return to school, it'll be in a different building in a different part of the city. That's why normal, friendly, see you later conversations about what's next are as likely to bring tears and anxieties as real answers. <laughs> it's so hard like I never realized that like I was gonna miss so much like I come to school and like oh it's just another day at SV I'm gonna be back in the next day but now like, I'm not I gonna come, come back, back at all day, but I'm not like I'm gonna miss it a lot it's gonna be hard what's it like to be in a high school on the last day of its life that's the question we set out to answer this time on and sometimes how. Hi, this is Sarah Grabsky, host of your episode of And Sometimes How. If you were looking for Go Erie's new podcast, Who, What, When, Where, Why, you found it. We're rebranding and along with that, we've got a new name. And you'll notice that I followed suit. I've also got a new last name too and a new husband. Anyways, thanks for listening again, and we hope you'll stick with us as we continue to produce our new podcast, and sometimes how, created out of Erie, Pennsylvania, but it really pertains to the curious mind anywhere. Enjoy. On June 9th at 7.45 a.m. inside East High School, Students were strewn about the long, white, cafeteria-style tables in the school's lunchroom. Some sitting backwards on the tabletops, others listening to music blaring through headphones, while some nibbled on muffins, bagels, or toast during the school's breakfast half hour. That volume is normally elevated times two, says Heather Cutter, who taught home ec this past year and has been at East for the past six years. Because even though the cafeteria was buzzing, a majority of kids skipped the last day at East. That's normal procedure, she says, regardless of the school closing. 8, 10 a.m. and the first bell rings, notifying students they need to report to their homeroom classrooms. The few kids that are there almost look out of place in the barren hallways. The walls, light gray on top and a darker shade gray at the bottom, separated by a solid maroon stripe in the middle, are empty. No art, no pictures hanging. are huge totes full of paper and books in every hallway for students' leftover trash. It was little different than any other final day of the school year since the building opened in 1999 on Atkins Street in East Erie. That $18.1 million building replaced the original East High School, home to the Warriors, which opened as a high school in 1921. And just like that transition between the old and the new, students were feeling a sense of loss. 
Um, I'm kind of upset. I don't want to cry today because I cried yesterday. Um, That's Rayasha Roberts, a 17-year-old who will be a senior next year at Erie's new reconfigured high school. It's just shocking that you spend your first three years here and then you have to go somewhere else. But I think it will be a good experience for everyone to combine and to like get along and everything. Even as students scurried to their homerooms that June day, there wasn't much left to do at East. The classrooms were all packed up in boxes, including Heather Cutters. Elevators dinged as crews moved desks, furniture, and fixtures out of the building. No wonder everyone skipped. The packing was complete. The boxes were ready to haul. Students milled around Heather Cutter's classroom as the last few minutes of the school day ticked away. It's, it's, it, this is a bittersweet time. It's like you're happy that school's ending and you're out for the summer. But I've been here a long time. I have no, no intention of getting out of here and leaving. I was happy to spend the rest of my career in this building. Bittersweet was a word I heard a lot that day. East sophomore Michelle Anderson described her last day in the only high school she'd ever known and described what she thought about heading to the new Erie High School, where all the city's high school students will go starting in the fall. I'm excited, but once like, once we actually go there, I'm going to be sad because I've been here for two years and I wanted to graduate here. I wanted to graduate as a warrior, but it is what it is. Do what you got to do. 3.5 million people graduate from United States high schools each year. You might even be one of them. If so, you can relate to the lingering affection for your school and all of the elements it brought to your life in a formative period. For Rayasha, that affection extended to a tight-knit staff at East High School. They're so inspiring. They are always energetic with us. They interact with us. If we have a problem, we can go to them with anything. And then they're just like second parents to us. Heather Cutter is among the teachers offered a new position at the new Erie High School, which is going to be based in a 50-year-old building that up until now has been known as Central Career and Technical High School, Central Tech for short. East and Central Tech, built in different eras, were designed for different philosophies for students and teachers to interact with one another. The way the building's set up, it makes it really conducive, like the, the way the pods are, and there's like a, like just like a, a teacher office in the middle, and everybody would meet in there, and it really creates a community sense. I think that's my biggest worry at Central. A lot of people talk about how the building is set up, and how... Like, you won't see anybody all day. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you're isolated there. And I feel like with our population, you really need to have to know that there's people there supporting you because it, it, it's a difficult day some days. Mm -hmm. You know, some days are really fun. and you, you, There's a lot of kids you like uh, and uh, that make the day go fast. But there's some, some days are really tough. We'll return to your story right after this short break. Thanks for listening to And Sometimes How. Our podcast title comes from the inverted pyramid style of journalism, which you see and hear in news stories every day. The inverted pyramid prioritizes the vital pieces of a news story, the who, what, when, where, why, and sometimes how, all offered in or near the first paragraph of an article. Each episode of And Sometimes How sets out to answer one of those questions about Erie Region news, personalities, mysteries, events, and history. 
If you have an idea for an episode, please share it with us at goeri.com slash topics slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. And now back to your story. Teachers, please remember your classroom desk must be completely cleaned out before you leave at the end of the day. And ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank you for an incredibly wonderful run. It's been great being your administrator and your principal. Have a wonderful summer and good luck in the future. That's Sherry Prater. She'd been principal of Strong Vincent for the past five years, but she spent most of her career teaching inside the building before that. I took a moment to walk with Sherry through the halls that day to reflect on how she was feeling. It's been bittersweet only because of my history here with the school, um, starting my career out here teaching, and then coming back to actually be principal here. You know, it's my second home, and I'm really attached to the school, the traditions, the history, and my students that I serve. The building looked monstrous, gothic, majestic, with so few people inside. It was equally deserted as East, lockers cleaned out, desks unpacked. The students were looking forward to early dismissal at 1 p.m. Stevie Mendez had no intention of skipping that day. When she started her junior year in 2016, she had no idea that as a senior, she'd be attending a different school with a different name in a different part of the city. Strong Vincent had rooted North Erie neighborhoods since it opened in 1930. Generation after generation have graduated from the school, including in Stevie's family. No high school building in Erie has been around longer. There's a saying, once a colonel, always a colonel. That saying means different things to different people. To Stevie, it's meant belonging. I'm feeling kind of sad because not only that, like, this is like my home school, like, this is my home high school. And, like, before, like, when I started off, I was more of a shy person. I didn't want to talk to anybody, you know. But, like, as the years went on, I got more friends. I got, like, I forgot that I got family here too. And then, not only that, I know everybody here. Farewells filled the deserted halls of both buildings. Not tearful this early in the day, but bound to get there later. But one thing that weighed on the mind of most of the students at all of Erie's high schools, what will next year be like? I work with people that actually went through the, the last time we did a high school reorganization, which was when Academy High School closed, and those students joined then uh, Tech Memorial, and, and, and it became... Um, Central High School. That's Jay Adams, former Erie School District Superintendent. And they described how that was a little little rocky at first, but then they forged this new identity, and now here we are. And people who are sent, who have been Central Falcons, Central Tech Falcons, are upset because now there'll be something different. And we are, we do, we do identify so much with with our high schools at that age. But then as time passes, that sort of blends into your past. Jay Adams' last day on the job was June 30th. During his seven years as superintendent, he made some really difficult decisions, including the most recent reconfiguration, which has included transforming Strong Vincent and East into middle schools and forming the new Erie High School. 
This will come up later, but I should tell you that the building where students will be going next year, Central Tech, caught fire on May 26th. The part of the building that was damaged was approved for fast restoration this summer in order to be ready for students on the first day of class, August 28th. As East and Vincent students were packing up books and putting away pencils for the year, there seemed to be an undertone of uncertainty. Concerned uncertainty. It's not just the school buildings that will be reconfigured, it's the students' identities. Michelle Anderson summed up her vision of the coming year in one word. Crowded. And she wasn't the only one with that concern. Vincent students Ariana Adrover and Mia Cameroni explain. And we gotta learn how to work with new people, new teachers. Yeah, you gotta figure out who, you, you got more people to be in a classroom. And it's already hard being in the classrooms we are here. Right. And a lot of kids are really disobedient. So it's just gonna be more chaos, I feel like. So I'm not, re I'm not prepared for next year. And how big exactly will the classes be? Rumors of 40 plus students per classroom were being spread throughout both schools. One teacher at East told me in passing in the hallway. It's not going to happen. We, we're working with our education planning architect and, and we're setting class sizes the same as we always do. We're trying to keep things below 30 at the high school level and below 25, 22 or so at the elementary level. Um, we're setting our scheduling parameters just like we always have. Many students, from Vincent and East alike, also were concerned for their safety. There have been enough of what the students called beefs between and even inside their schools to keep them on edge. Because like East, some East kids and SB kids don't get along. I feel like there's it's too many just, clicks. It's going to be too many like fights and I feel like people are going to feel left out because there's other people that are like different. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be like one of those high school movies you see and everybody's going to have its own clique and then you're going to see the like fights. Popular like popular girls it's, and it's going to yeah. be like geeks and like... I feel like it's just going to be like a movie and it's not going to be able, we're going to have a good education, I feel like. My fear is like for my safety because I heard, um, I don't know if it's true, but I heard they're going to cut down on security. So I'm like, all these kids and very little security, what's going to happen? Adam says quite the opposite is true on security measures. The fire, though it was a setback in preparing the school, actually allowed the district to replace the wiring and cameras within the school. In fact, there will be 345 security cameras, almost 200 more than were in place when the building was called Central Tech. We're aware of the, the community's concerns and the students' concerns around safety, so we're just making sure that we're, we're working with the police department. They've already changed their schedules to make sure that they're around during arrival and dismissal time. Um, we're working with EMTA to make sure that, that uh, we have multiple shifts of students being bused so that we have some separation of all that congestion around, them, around those critical times. And, and we're just on it because we're aware we'll be paying keen attention and uh, we expect that things are going to be smooth and, and anyone who comes to school thinking that they're going to cause some sort of disruption or uh, we'll, we'll deal with that you know, rapidly. Consolidating means many more resources for students and more opportunities, Badham says, like college credits and more technical career-based classes. It also creates more opportunity for success in sports, he says, opportunities that have made most students excited. I'm just excited about the sports, that's yeah, about it. Yeah, just the sports. Like, the teams are going to be ridiculous. Like, it's going to be awesome.
I'm gonna let you. Yeah, I, ju- I just wanted to go to like a higher level, more competition. Yeah, more competition. Bittersweet was the perfect word for the day. As painful as it was for many East and Vincent students to let go and say goodbye, the undeniable opportunity of a new beginning lies ahead. I hope that they'll they'll try to find the excitement in this. I hope that they'll find the opportunity and the promise in it. And, and I hope they'll look back fondly on the schools they came from, but I hope they'll, they'll bring that same sort of love and uh, devotion to their new school because they get to create it. They get to decide what it's gonna be like in that building. They get to decide what the climate's gonna be and they get to decide how they're gonna treat one another. Uh, they get to decide what sorts of programs that they're gonna, they're gonna be able to take advantage of and then what they'll do when they graduate. And they really have a unique opportunity in our city and region in that if they can do this, if they can come together and and create something new and, and wonderful, it'll create such a great example for the whole city because we need a lot more unity in the city. We need a lot more innovation in the city. Um, and and I, I love the fact that our students get to be that example. suggestion or just a looming question that would fit as a good episode topic please feel free to submit it at goeerie.com slash topics slash podcasts where you can see all of our podcast products this episode was produced and edited by sarah grabsky online reporter and matt martin editor of online news graphics by steve pushkar thanks for listening Hello, everyone, and thanks for checking out the premiere episode of Who, What, When, Where, Why, a new podcast from GoEerie.com. I'm Sarah Steeman, your reporter and host for this episode, but as we produce more episodes, it won't always be my voice that you hear. Erie Times News staff members with expertise in certain subjects will set out to answer your questions about Erie Region news, personalities, mysteries, events, and history. We hope to produce between six and eight episodes this year. If you have an idea for a story that could be told well through audio, we've set up a form where you can contact us. Find it as well as a notes page for this episode at goeerie.com slash topics slash podcasts. Thanks for giving a chance to the first episode of Who, What, When, Where, Why. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we've enjoyed producing it. If you walk the halls of the Erie Art Museum, you'll find some pretty fantastic pieces of artwork. There are bright colors, brilliant sculptures,